0: song that we just experienced have their basis in the story of Jesus as found in the gospel of John and in other stories as well first of all first of all there's that famous scene where Jesus is suffering on the cross and he's almost to his final breath. And evidently, you might notice as you read the, the story of Jesus hanging on the cross and the words that he said, he, he, he said things in quick gasp because he was suffocating. And it was difficult to get words out. And, and this is true in this story as well. John wrote that when Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby John is now referring to himself. He said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, John, here is your mother. From that time on, John said, This disciple, referring to himself, took her into his home. Now, there are several fascinating things going on here. One is that in relationship with Jesus, as I've mentioned several times during this series that we've been in here at TLCC on the story of Jesus from the Gospel of John. In reference to himself, in relationship to Jesus, John always described himself simply as the disciple whom Jesus loved. So, there's actually no reason to believe that Jesus loved John any more than he loved any of his other disciples, or any more than he loves us, for that matter. But It's beautiful that John saw himself, described himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. But it's also certain that John loved Jesus with a remarkable passion, as evidenced by his being the only disciple actually standing there watching him die on the cross. The other disciples had all abandoned him in his greatest hour of need. But even more than that, Even more than John standing out among the disciples in that moment, John stood out from the actual family of Jesus. Mary was there at the cross, surely crying. But where were his brothers or his biological half-brothers, the sons of Mary and Joseph? Presumably, Joseph has died by this point, but Jesus has younger brothers. And um the question is, as they stand at the cross and Mary's watching her firstborn son die, where were his brothers? Now, there's ample reason to believe that not only were his brothers not at the cross, but that they didn't believe in him. And not only that, but they were uh, in some level of active opposition to him and his ministry. I mean, I uh, can only imagine what they must have experienced as Jesus begins to make claims of Himself being the Messiah and crowds start to follow Him and it must have been an interesting thing anyway growing up with your older brother being Jesus Christ. But um, it seems that they actively opposed him. There are several instances in the Gospels that give us this indication. One is in John's Gospel, chapter 7, which tells us that Jesus did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure, acts in secret, since you're doing all these things, show yourself to the world, for even his brothers did not believe in him." So word has gotten to Jesus that there were people in Judea who wanted to kill him. A festival comes, one of the three great festivals in the year in the Jewish calendar. And Jesus decides not to go, at least publicly, and his brothers goad him. Why don't you go, Jesus? Uh, why don't you, you know, show yourself publicly? If you're wanting to be this public figure, then, you know, let the world see it. It almost sounds as if they're setting him up for potential assassination. Because we're told that they didn't believe in him, therefore Jesus told them, my time is not yet here. In other words, it's not time for me to die. For you, any time will do. He stayed in Galilee. However, this tells you a lot here. This this is a pregnant sentence. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, Jesus went also, not publicly, but in secret. You get the picture, right? His brothers try to get him to go. He knows people want to kill him. They know people want to kill him. He lets them go, and then he sneaks there to Jerusalem by himself. Here's another example. This is now in the Gospel of Mark, which says that Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him. Hear this again. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said he is out of his mind. Then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. This is he, they, they, they went to get him and now we're being told they show up to get him and they sent someone in the house that's crowded with people around him and they called him and this person said, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. To which Jesus responds, who are my mother and my brothers? Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God or whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Now, there are several things we learn here, interesting at least to me, and I hope interesting to all of us on Good Friday. His mother, even his mother in this instance, and certainly his brothers are not there for a friendly family visit. They want to, quote, take charge of him, end quote. This is a word, a verb that's used by Mark at other places in his gospel to say, seize forcibly. Like when Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, this is the verb that was used when it said that they seized Jesus. And this is the, the same word translated here as uh, describing how his biological family wanted to take charge of him they wanted to seize him forcefully it's almost as if they wanted to have him committed of course i'm reading a little bit into the text there but the text is pretty convincing just reading it all by itself now it may be and one has to think that mary was there in an attempt to protect him Everything else we read about Mary in the Gospels, of course, indicates that she was blessed among women, a passionate believer and supporter of her son Jesus, but his brothers, that's a whole other story altogether. You get the picture. The Gospels are not kind to his brothers. And it's in this context, in the context of this family coming to try to seize him forcibly, because they said he was out of his mind. It's in this context that Jesus begins to introduce the idea of a new family. A family that he would create. Mark tells us, as this story starts, that he went to a mountainside and he called to them, to him, those he wanted, and they came to him. And then, as this section of Mark three ends. we're told that that Jesus says, who is my mother and my brothers and my sister? And he looks at the people sitting around him who would come to hear him speak. And he said, these are my brothers, my brothers and my sisters. Anyone who does the will of God is my family. Now, ultimately, Jesus did not reject his biological family. Now, why, why am I talking in terms of biological family? I, I shouldn't assume that, that, that you're thinking about the same thing I am. I've thought about this a lot. Well, we, I'm talking about his biological family in, 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 in regard to the fact that the, the father of Jesus, of course, was, was the, the father, father God. And, uh, his mother was, uh, impregnated by the Holy Spirit. and Therefore, Jesus was God and man. And, um, he was, um, uh, the son of Mary and the son of God. He wasn't the son of Joseph, though Joseph clearly, if you please, adopted him. Uh, the, the fact is that, that, but, but yet there's every reason to believe, uh, notwithstanding some of the, uh, uh revisionist history that's been done by certain parts of the Christian family, uh, post-biblical uh, traditions. There, there's every reason to believe then that Joseph and Mary did go on and have children, brothers. We're not told anything about Jesus having sisters. And so when I talk about a biological family, I'm talking about now uh, most scholars believe that by the time that Jesus uh began to perform his ministry at about age 30, evidently Joseph has died He's not on the scene anymore. We hear nothing more about Joseph past the the infancy uh, of Jesus. But but he does have a family. He has a mother and he has brothers. So 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 Jesus now having been if you please rejected by his brothers ultimately did not reject them. He didn't didn't reject his biological family. Rather he included them in the larger meta narrative of this new family that he came to create. Though his brothers didn't believe in him during his ministry and were not with him at the cross. How did this whole thing start? Jesus looks at John, the only disciple left standing at the cross, and his mother who's standing there, one must imagine weeping profusely, and John said, and Jesus says to John, John, this is your mother. And John said he took her home, and she lived with him from then on. So, so the brothers of Jesus were opposed to him, at, it, it appears, certainly didn't believe in him, weren't at the cross, however, they did come to faith after the resurrection, from everything we can see in Scripture. So, for instance, um, he had a brother named James. And we're told in Paul's writings in Corinthians, these are writings that are happening contemporaneously, or at least not long after the gospels have been written, where Paul says, for what I received, in fact, I would say this was probably written about the same time the gospel of John was written. Paul says to the Corinthians, for what I received, I passed on to you as of the first importance that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures and then he talks about some of the people that Jesus appeared to and then he says then he appeared to James then to all the apostles. It's universally accepted that the James that he appeared to here was his brother James. After the resurrection you can only imagine what that interaction must have been like. When James, his brother, who was probably party to his brothers who tried to get him killed, when James, his brother, who came to try to seize him by force because he was out of his mind, now Jesus Christ resurrected, you know, ta-da, James, look, you were wrong, I was right. What a nice thing for a brother to be able to say. He appears to James, his brother, after the resurrection. But it, and and then James goes on to become a very significant figure in early Christianity, including the bishop of the church, of the first bishop of the church in Jerusalem. And there's quite a bit in the, in the book of Acts, the story of the early Christian church about James. But James, it seems, has a come to Jesus moment, quite literally, when Jesus appears to him after the resurrection. But not only james we're also told that after the death burial resurrection and ascension of jesus when jesus sent his disciples his followers to go wait in jerusalem until they would be filled with power from on high this we're we're, we're told that they that they did do that they went and they waited in jerusalem in a place called the upper room for the holy spirit to come and part of what happens is is Luke, who's writing Acts, this early history of the church, was a great historian and he always spoke in real specific locations and real specific people and so on. He lets us know who was in the room post resurrection and ascension of Jesus. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew. This is James, the brother of John, one of the disciples of Jesus. A lot of people named James at that time. Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, another James, and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James, yet another James. They all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. Evidently, for whatever it's worth, and I think it actually could be quite important, if not important, at least a really interesting thing to consider. These brothers who had rejected Jesus during his lifetime are now sitting there having seen the resurrected Christ, and they are some of the first people who are baptized in the Holy Spirit at the birth of the Christian church, who's sitting there, a bunch of people, about 120 people, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. But even then, even though his brothers ended up coming to faith and serving him, John, John... The writer of the Gospel of John, the one who called himself the disciple who Jesus loved, took care of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now, it should be noted, I don't pardon the the, the sausage-making here, but uh, I don't want to get too detailed on a, in a 20-minute talk on, on Good Friday, but it should be noted that, that there are a lot of scholars who think that John, the writer of the Gospel, John the Beloved, John who wrote the Revelation, that they think John was actually a nephew to Jesus. That might be so, might not be so, but I, but I don't think it makes much difference to the larger point, point. and the larger point is this. On the cross, Jesus made it possible for all of us to become a part of his family. He redefines family when he says to John, John, this is your mother. The fact is that for Jesus, he's not locked in to the, to the biological parameters of his family, the fact is is Jesus is inviting those people into his family, but he's actually inviting anybody who wants him to become a part of his family. His family was made up of people who wanted to be with him. See, his family is not connected by biological DNA, but by his blood. When Jesus shed his blood on the cross, when he gave his life, he made it possible for all of us who believe in him to share the same spiritual DNA regardless of our genetics, regardless of our gender, regardless of our race, regardless of who our biological parents are, regardless of who our biological brothers and sisters are, we all become part of his one new family. And who is it who gets invited into this family? Everybody who simply wants to be a part of, it. How do we join his family? We join his family by saying, I believe. The same way the biological brothers of Jesus joined the larger family of God. They didn't get in because they were brothers of Jesus. They got in because they believed that Jesus was the son of God. John wrote this earlier. He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Finally, on this Good Friday, before we receive communion together and sing a wonderful song of worship, finally, in Jesus, God became our Brother, I mean, there are a lot of different cross-currents of family things going on in, in the life of Jesus. I'll just introduce a couple more quickly. In Jesus, God became our brother so that we can all become a part of His family. There's this great passage in uh, the, the New Testament leader to Jewish followers of Jesus. It's called Hebrews, as most of you know. Where the writer to the Hebrews said, We do see Jesus now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone in bringing many sons and daughters to glory it was fitting that God for whom and through whom everything exists should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through what he suffered so what's happening here Jesus now is trying to bring many sons and daughters into his family. And it was necessary in order for him to do that, for him to suffer death for all of us. So most of you are aware of the the teaching of Scripture that's so primary, that says that, that, that the wages of sin are death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The fact is that Jesus came, and he 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 paid the death penalty, if you please, for all of us. He took on himself what what we should have carried, and so we're told here that part of why he did this was to bring many sons and daughters into his family. That he was he was. Uh, the leader of their salvation, made perfect through what he suffered. And then the writer says, both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. So in other words now, because of what Jesus has done, he was able then to make us holy. And then it says, the one who made us holy and those of us who are made holy are the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them us brothers and sisters he says i will declare your name to my brothers and sisters and again he says here am i and the children god has given me as he is able both to speak as son and father god being one here are my brothers and sisters here are my children and then there's this beautiful uh rejoinder to this since the children have flesh and blood meaning since we, now those who've been made children of God through what Jesus came and did, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death, he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For this reason he had to be made like them. Like who? Like us fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to god and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people therefore holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling fix your thoughts on jesus so tonight we fix our thoughts on jesus because of what Jesus did on the cross 2000 years ago, we join Jesus and Mary and John and James and the other brothers of Jesus and all those throughout time have believed in Jesus and we join each other as his brothers and sisters and children at the same time and brothers and sisters to each other. He made all of this possible When he died on the cross, he created one new family. And all of us, all of us are invited to be a part of it.